Welcome to the Sound Lifestyle Medicine Podcast, hosted by Dr. Mark Stefani and Dr. Jim Kozowitz. Doctors Mark and Jim are here to help navigate elements of your lifestyle that will lead to optimal health. Through deep dives into popular health topics, they will help you discover transformative insights tailored toward well-being and guide you toward a sound and healthy lifestyle. Welcome to the Sound Lifestyle Medicine Podcast. This is our very first episode. I'm Dr. Mark Stefani. And I'm Dr. Jim Kazowitz. Thank you so much for tuning in. Since this is the first episode, we wanted to give an introduction to who we are and, and why we started Sound Lifestyle Medicine. And I think for my, for both of us, there are both personal and professional reasons. You know, personally for me, there was a strong urge to lead a healthier life uh, because I knew that my genetics were not great. I had pretty significant uh, coronary artery disease history in my in my father and mother's side. And in fact, my my father saw his dad die in the, his uh, in front of him at, in his early forties, and then I saw my father uh, have quintuple bypass surgery at the age of sixty two. And so, it was not something that I could see putting my daughter through. And so the decision to lead a healthier life came down to wanting to prevent being in that situation in the first place. And professionally, you know, as I think my friend and colleague, Dr. Kozowitz will attest to, we're both hospital medicine physicians. And over the years, we we kept seeing the same things over and over in the hospital. And that was the same chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, obesity, and then the the consequences of those conditions, you know, the downstream effects of untreated diabetes or poorly treated, not only poorly treated, but also treated appropriately. And yet still people were coming back with, with complications. And so it really, for us, began to question, were we really helping these people? And, uh, you know, starting out in medicine, there's this sense of idealism that you're going to help people, that you're going to fix them, right? And unfortunately, we found that that was not often the case. And so what it ultimately came down to is that we were, it felt like we were not addressing the root causes. And that's kind of how we've we've pivoted our careers here. What was your experience, Jim? Yeah, I think, so my introduction to this was a little bit different, but still family-oriented. Um, my wife and I decided to start a family uh, a little bit later in life. So I'm one of those old dads with more gray hair than the average. And so I, you know, I, I want to be around. I want to be healthy. I want to still be able to run around with my son and do whatever he's doing when he's a teenager. Um, so I knew in order to do that, I was going to have to try to live the healthiest lifestyle that I can. And I think to Mark's point, I think everything kind of came to a head for both of us uh, during the pandemic because we were seeing the people that were having the poorest outcomes with COVID were the ones that had the most chronic diseases. And those chronic diseases, a lot of them, they don't have to exist. You know, it, it is largely driven by our lifestyles. And the, the real issue I see is that we just, as a medical community, we don't prioritize saying, pulling people aside and saying, you know what, if you do these other things on your own, aside from medication, you can greatly reduce the burden of disease that you have. And maybe in some cases, if you start early enough, maybe avoid it altogether. And so it just seems like when we, we see this huge healthcare system and what it relies on is 
pills, procedures, surgeries, a lot of those probably could be avoided. And, you know, not only would that bring, you know, more financial stability to the healthcare system, it would bring a lot more happiness and health to everybody, you know, writ large. Right. And this is not mind-blowing information here. Like every physician knows that lifestyle factors are the number one recommendation. It doesn't matter if we're talking about the American Heart Association, American Cancer Society, American Diabetes Association. Lifestyle modifications are their first it's always there. Step towards mm-hmm. um, prevention and management of, of those conditions. And yet we're not taught them in medical school, right? And, you know, when's the last time you went into a, a, a physician's office and they spent any time discussing these things with you? And it, it just doesn't happen. You know, yeah. it, medications are, are given. And then as you're walking out the door, right? Oh, by the way, you should try to exercise more. Right. And right. lose some weight. Right. And 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 the the point of this conversation is not to vilify family care. They have the hardest job in the world. The reality is, is that the system pushes them. You only get so much time and there are metrics that need to be met. And so people's blood pressures need to be in check. People's diabetes need to be in check. And when you only have a very small amount of time to spend with patients, the thing you can do is prescribe. And because the conversation of lifestyle change is a big conversation or it takes many hours of, of discussing and trying to come up with a plan with people. And I am sure there are an overwhelming number of doctors out there that would love to be able to have the time to do that. Um, but when clinic appointments are 15 minutes a piece and you get one of those or two of those a year, um, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an impossible task for a family doctor to do that. And, and people often ask me, you know, is this the result of misaligned incentives, um, or worse off, is it more, you know, malevolent activity by the insurance companies and, and politicians and so forth. And it's, it isn't an incentive problem, but it's not due to, uh, malintent in my, in my opinion, and it's more of a systems problem than how it was built up over time. Right. right. It's getting the, the the results that it was designed for. And to as a bit of a an aside, there's more of a historical precedence for this in that it was late eighteen hundreds during the, the engineering boom and uh telecommunication infrastructure and all that like very mechanistic reductive approach to scientific advance was applied to medical research. And the belief was, hey, if we can find this solitary cause to uh, a specific condition, then we can find a medication that will fix it. And that was all fine and good when infectious diseases were the main cause of mortality in the world. But that became problematic when, you know, in the early to mid 20th century, lifestyle related diseases started creeping up. And since lifestyle conditions like diabetes and heart disease are primarily driven by lifestyle factors, there is no one solitary physiologic process or gene that, that causes them. And they, therefore you don't, there is no one medication to cure them. So what you end up having is a pharmaceutical industry that has thousands and thousands of medications to manage, not cure, not cure these diseases. Right. And, and unfortunately, as, as you've said, that leads to this this uh, misguided belief that 
modern medicine can cure everything. Right. This is the the patient that we talk to and they and we say, so do you have high blood pressure? And they say, no, I don't because I take high blood pressure meds. And that's that's not really the way it works. And I think to your point, right, it's not like there's a there's a room somewhere in a building where there's a dozen people sitting around saying, how can we manipulate this system in order to make, no, I, I think it's just grown organically out of the thought process of medicine we can fix with medicine. And it's it's kind of like, I guess I'd call it like the fallacy of the additive, right? It's always like, you're just, you're, if your body's just missing this one compound in a pill, or it's just missing this one compound in the supplement, and then all of your health dreams will come true. And the reality is we're, we're here to say, you know, medicines and supplements can be additive if you're doing the basic things. And that's really what our big argument is, is that we got to get everybody on the same page to take these frankly, some of them very simple steps to getting overall health, right? I mean, there's so much low-hanging fruit out there for people to be able to make a dramatic improvement in their health. Um, but the way it works is, you know, our, we're, we see all these little things on online or whatever, right? Like, this is the thing you need, whether it's, I don't want to call it any specific supplements, but, you know, that's the type of thing we see, right? It's right. like, Oh, your life has been wrong, and it's only because you're not eating enough mushroom powder. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then you need to reflect on that situation and and recognize the fact that you know if any one of these supplements or medications were in fact the cure all, you know why have we not reached this panacea yet? Well, it turns out that they're, they're not. Again, it's this concept of managing, and yes, there are benefits to them, but I think the the general public has this misguided belief that they're cured they no longer have a condition it's 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 put at bay and they don't have to worry about it they can go back to their normal lifestyle habits mm-hmm. and we're here to tell you that just is not the case like right we see the same patients the same conditions over and over and over again despite optimal medical therapy right we, we admit people to the, to the hospital that have uh, part of their medical record is all the medications they take we take care of people that have 20 medications. And we also see people in the hospital that have 20 different supplements they're taking, right? So it's, it doesn't really, um, it, there's no one thing out there that's going to just take it away for you. It, we, I'd love it, right? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great to be a doctor and just be like, here's your one thing you need. See right. you in a year. We'll check in on you. It just is, it's, it's complex. The yeah. body is complex. Exactly. And I, I simply don't see that cure-all pill ever coming again because it's a it's the the these physiologic processes are much more complex complex than that and i don't think that we have a true um not only understanding but appreciation of that that every time you tinker mm-hmm. with physiology right it's not just a one direction street there's other sequelae there's other which is a fancy doctor word for uh side effects or yeah. or consequences as a, as a result. So there's never a benign choice for any of this. You, all you have to do is watch TV, right? Right. W- watch TV and watch the commercial for X doc, X medication, right? You'll talk, they'll see the people happy and jumping around in the sunlight. And, and then at the end, you'll hear someone speed reading that all the side effects. Oh, by the way, this can cause cancer, high blood pressure, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and so that's, that's just it. It's, 
when we start to cause a perturbation or change in one part of the body, it often has untoward consequences in another part, just because we it's so the body is so complex that it it's just it's hard to, to to modify and change one part without causing other changes. Yeah. And so I think there's I think there's a bit of a generational shift here. And yeah, the patients that we see in the hospital are primarily probably fifty plus and they grew up with this mentality this you know physicians have all the right answers Mm -hmm. what they say goes you know many of our 70 plus patients will say you know do what you need to do doc you know you're the doctor you you do what i what you think is best and Mm -hmm. certainly that our younger population has a bit more of uh a questioning attitude questioning attitude Mm -hmm. a bit more skepticism which i think is good which i think is refreshing and so my hope is that they are in turn allow for the opening opening the door of uh looking at lifestyle variables as you know this this venn diagram of your health that yes medications procedures are uh are needed at times and sometimes they are the only thing that's needed but what we are trying to emphasize here is that no matter what condition no matter what you're doing this foundation of better health um will only will only benefit benefit you and so you know maybe at this point we could start uh talking about you know what we see what does it mean to have better health and then what are the elements then that um we look at when we're talking about improving your health right so in general the lifestyle things that we try to espouse are you you probably know most of these right it's try to eat a well-balanced nutritional diet it's get exercise it's sleep well it's try to um, avoid harmful substances such as smoking Um, it's trying to figure out a way to manage stress one part that's a little harder is connections right having connections with people throughout your life helps helps your overall health just having people around in your life that are important to you. And I don't know, am I missing one? Did I get all of them? No, you got them all. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to... I should have been using my fingers. That's right. Yeah. I wasn't doing that. I'm going to... One thing that you said caught my attention to that was connections are harder. And I think that should be acknowledged that, yes, these lifestyle changes can be hard to implement into your life. And it is easier, quote unquote, to take a pill, although, you know, close to 50% of people find that challenging and rightfully so to remember to take a pill day in day out for the rest of your life right with with medications there's an upfront ease right Mm -hmm. with no lifestyle changes you're just taking medications that's an upfront uh ease of doing something the problem is the downstream effects become exponentially more challenging when you're faced with additional medications when you're faced with additional medical appointments medical bills and unfortunately likely uh side effects you know if take diabetes for example you're developing uh peripheral neuropathy your legs get painful numb and you can't uh feel them then you get then you get sores and then you get skin breakdown and infections and then your kidneys get infected and all these slew of things that become more complicated and in turn more difficult right you take the opposite of that and you look at lifestyle modifications and yes there is a um upfront cost with time and education and implementation 
but then it gets easier over time. And Jim and I will be the first ones to say that, yeah, we fall off the horse uh, from time to time. You travel and you can't, you know, there's a lot of uh, unpredictability for working night shifts, anything like that. Yeah, you're not going to make the healthiest choices all the time, but your body defaults back to the habits that is, is built up over time. And right. so it becomes easier and that sticks with you and you're obviously not faced with the same downside consequences that you would have had you not done so in the beginning. Right. It's a, it's a lot about habit formation, right? And this, there's kind of a balance in the, in the brain as far as the ideal we see ourselves cerebral thinking, right? The, the brain, the willpower that we think that we have in order, we know what's right. It's just the hard part is implementing. And, and that, that difficulty comes from the more basic functions of our brain that are that really rely on those habits that we've we've formed over time. And so the the trick is is trying to get your brain and your body to see the downside of how you're living now and give it a new option through lifestyle where it says, "Oh, wait, I actually feel better." Um for instance, you know, I really prioritize or try to prioritize my sleep. And, um, I don't think I ever paid attention to it for many, many years. I mean, Mark can attest when you go through medical training, you're pretty much guaranteed sleep deprivation for not just a few days, but for years. Um, and then you come out of that and, you know, you say, ah, it's no big deal. I made it through that. But when you start to actually sit and be intentional with your actions and do things like make sure you get enough sleep, you'll be like, wow, this is amazing. I actually feel really good. How did I not know I could feel this way? Um, and that's that's really the hard part, right? It's it's you got to get down the road and it, the, the benefits are not going to be instantaneous. So we've touched on a bunch of different topics, each one of which could easily be an episode. Uh, but I we also wanted this to be an introduction. I think it'd be beneficial right now if we if we talked about sound lifestyle medicine uh, itself in our service and why we started it. Really, it, it goes to the root of what we were talking about at the beginning, right? It's it, we see this this disconnect between where we know people can go with their health and what's actually happening. And really, what we see is the bridge that has to be changes in lifestyle. And these are these are things that everybody can can do. So our what we are starting here is a practice in which we educate and we will discuss and plan with people remotely online in order to help them make these changes because they are, they can be difficult. Um, and so um, what we're offering is not only education, but kind of a different style of, of almost primary care, I guess. Yeah. Well, we initially, when we, decided that potentially wanted to, to pivot away from our hospitalist uh, careers, you know, look to see if there's anything out there that we might want to be able to join. And, and that was the thing. We we couldn't find what we wanted to do. And so obviously created ourselves. And, and what that is but that we couldn't find was a service that can be offered to anybody anywhere. So that means it's not brick and mortar. Um, that's not limited by time, which means that you're not dictated by, uh, insurance requirements, and then helps people go from point A to point B with 
changes in their their lifestyle habits and not just leaving them kind of high and dry with like a 30-day challenge or um you know a few recipes here and there we really wanted to provide the full service experience and not just focus on again like nutrition or or exercise we wanted to be able to address all of the lifestyle variables that Jim discussed before nutrition movement sleep connections stress and um avoiding harmful substances and so that's what we offer our clients is is talking about each one of those things uh over the course of of several months and um it's been you know i it's funny i I feel kind of giddy again that sense of idealism again that you that you had when you started out in medicine like i'm going to be helping people and and that's that's been the feedback that we've gotten in the experience that we've had. And it, it feels incredible to be able to give people the gift of uh, a new outlook on on life because it, it ultimately comes to pass that it, it's it's not about the weight loss. It's not about necessarily taking fewer medications. It's, it's how they end up feeling. And uh, again, like they have this new lease on on life. And so we couldn't be more thrilled to be providing the service to to clients and um jim what are your what are your i was just thinking you've always kind of said we want to be the the fill in the blank uh when it comes to the hand on the door thing that uh, the unfortunate situation of healthcare is uh you know frequently you get prescribed medications and then in one sentence you know you should probably try to exercise more eat better and that's kind of the end of the story we want to fill in like well what does that mean exactly what what does lifestyle change me? How do I incorporate that into my into my life? How do I make it part of my habits? Right. And so we hope that this podcast will not only be educational for you, but we really want to be able to provide you suggestions, tips, considerations during every podcast that you can take with you and try to implement into your life. So, you know, there's plenty of podcasts out there that are you know, very science oriented but I think sometimes fall short in the the, the practicality for the the day to day person in in how to implement this into your life. And, and like I said before, it's also covering the whole breadth of topic. We're not just focusing on uh, one solitary subject. So could be more excited to uh, to be doing the podcast. So we hope you find it beneficial. Please send us any questions, suggestions that you might have. And uh, Jim, you want to tell them about the the course that we'll be launching here in 2024? Yeah, so we'll be launching a, a new program called Basecamp, and it's it's basically going to be an online course available to anyone um, that will walk them through the six pillars of lifestyle medicine and allow them to start to get that introduction, start to give them context and a base, hence Basecamp, of how to start making these and implementing these lifestyle uh, changes in their life. But I do want to take one, like, I hope, I'm a little nervous because Mark just said we're going to keep it like where there's a lot of science, but I kind of want to nerd it up from time to time if, if that's okay with you. I mean, I I found out that through doing all of our work here, it's it's fun to be a doctor, but it's also fun to talk about all the baseline pathophysiology behind all this stuff, which means how the body works. So you're uh, allowed to do that. Okay. You can bring it full circle can, can, and be able to teach the listeners what you're nerding out on. Too. Okay. So yeah. So it's okay if I'm like the, like a Bill Nye sort of like, I can go 
That, that'd be okay. That, yeah, you'll be allowed to do that. Okay. All right. Well, I guess you can look forward to some topics. We'll make sure we timestamp all of our podcasts. So if it's like, oh gosh, here comes Kazowitz again with his nerd talk, uh, we'll be able to. And I'll be the emotional one. And so you can skip yeah. over me if I get all tearful or something. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll balance each other a little yin and a little yang. I'll be the cold, uh, scientific mind and, uh, Mark will be the, the soft emotional side. That's right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the first episode of the Sound Lifestyle Medicine Podcast. Couldn't be more thrilled to have you joining us. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sound Lifestyle Medicine Podcast. For more insights and practical tips, subscribe and catch us on the next episode. Until then, here's a few things you can do right now to get started. Download our free Six Pillars of Lifestyle Medicine Guide to begin optimizing your health today or book a free 30-minute informational call with us to learn more about how sound can give you the tools for a healthier you. Lastly, discover your clear and personalized roadmap to optimal health through enrolling in our Better You Basecamp course. You can grab the links to all these and more in each episode's show notes. So here's to a sound, healthier you, and we'll see you next time.